listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. Hungry for adventure? Then travel to Alacart, the charming land below the floating city of heavenly delight, and join the young cook ramen for her daily dose of wacky hijinks in the new series Delicious. With a cast of eccentric, strong female characters, this wonderfully illustrated comedy comic will be out in July, but you can pre-order now by clicking the banner on the page for this podcast. Get the limited hardcover first edition, plus free stickers and an art print as a gift. Wow, stickers! A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. So Chris Cox is always getting on my ass because I don't like to start these reviews with jokes. So it's like, okay, I'll come up with a joke for Super Deep. Uh, I had a whole thing. We were going to do the entire plot synopsis of Super Deep, uh, sung to the lyrics of Rick James's Super Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he was like, no, but then we have to pay money for that. And I'm like, okay, we don't have that kind of money to pay Rick James's estate. So we'll come up with some other gag. And then I thought, you know, what would be really funny mm-hmm. is if we just try to see who can talk the super deepest, like all do our best Barry White impersonation. And then I thought, that's kind of lame too. So really, I don't have a joke to open this review. Other than that, during the watching of this movie, I decided that I really want super borehole to become a new insult because there needs to be a word for people who are assholes and also boring and i bump into those people like you know what that dude is a super borehole uh but anyway that's our weak ass attempt at a joke because marco i I was fully ready to launch into super deep super deep she's super deepy she's a very sexy epidemiologist the kind you don't take (laughs) home to mother because she's not the type you take home to mother russia Oh. She will never let you down, <laughs> even when you get her off the streets of Murmansk. Dude, it's, anyway. it's not worth the money that we'd have to shell out for this movie. No. Oh, I mean, we've been flagged. James is dead. He doesn't need the money anymore. Uh, anyway, uh, we are, in fact, if you haven't figured it out already, we're talking about a movie called Super Deep, okay. and it is not the Barry White biography. I've, I've no, little, it is a... I've got a little something. What you got, Matt? <clears throat> In Lay Soviet us. Russia, mushrooms are on you. <laughs> good. It's very good. So we open up on this movie called Super Deep. It is the a new Shutter exclusive made in Russia and uh, directed by a gentleman called Arseny Shoyan. I'm sure I butchered that name. And it, it tells the events of, uh, of an epidemiologist who is sent to a super borehole in uh, Murmansk, Russia. The super borehole, it's actually based on a real place, the yeah. Kola super borehole. And they have dug a tunnel over 12 kilometers down to the earth, over seven miles. And guess what? They found some weird shit down there. Surprise. When we open up, we see a flashback to Anya, who is our epidemiologist. We see that she's done some work with vaccines and doing some less than ethical trials 
we flash forward. We realize it's the mid-80s. Gorbachev is on the television. That tells us that we're near the end of the Soviet era. And she is told to go to this uh, super borehole. I just love saying super borehole. She's gone to this place to go and collect samples. Apparently, there was some kind of outbreak at the station. Uh, because it's not just a research center, it's a secret research center. There is a research center below the research center, and some shit has happened. Is this Resident Evil? Is Mia Jovovich going to show up? You know, we're going to talk a lot, I'm sure, about all the movies and video games this one reminds us of. Because the filmmakers do the right idea, which is if you're going to steal, steal from the best. Sure. But you still are obligated to do something worthwhile with what you stole. Needless to say, she goes to Murmansk. She's met by her uh, former colonel associate who's like, look, go down there, get the samples. As soon as we leave, they're closing this facility forever. They're going to seal the hole. We'll never be able to get back in. So it's important you go down there. Of course, uh, they've already evacuated some of the workers and they're like, don't fucking go in there. They meet the head scientist who's like, look, you really shouldn't go down there. I'll take you. Not the interns, go down Fuck there. the interns. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody ever tells anybody what's actually happening until it's too late and they're down, you know, several miles deep and they realize that there is indeed something creepy going on. It's got a lot of atmosphere and it's kind of a cool premise. Like I said, they stole from the best, but did they do anything worthwhile with that material dude there were pieces of this that looked straight out of a video game i i mentioned that even just in the in the chat before some of it looked like literal cutscenes, and i don't mean that just in how they were shot i mean they just didn't even look quite right um when when she first arrives and there's like a dude hiding behind the thing and there's everybody watching him and eventually he gets shot and a bunch of other stuff that whole pan across i'm like this looks like something straight out of a video game it, it doesn't even look quite right. He looks weird. His movement is weird. I don't know what was up with that. And I don't know how... I gave up trying to keep track of all of the stuff that I'm like, oh, this is the thing, and this is this episode of The X-Files, and this is that episode of The X-Files, and this is this version of Resident Evil, and that's mm-hmm. this part of this Resident <laughs> Evil game, and there's this thing, yeah. and oh my god... And it's like aliens. You're going mm-hmm. to this facility, and you're bringing in the Marines with you. And, of course, there's that one... They also find an excuse to get her in her underpants. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. And, and because it's a retro 80s throwback, this is going to end with your heroine uh, in wearing nothing but her underwear. And I give them credit for at least trying to give a story reason for that. But at some point, I'm like, you're just getting a beautiful woman in her underwear. And also sadistically cooking her medium rare in the process. Yes. Which doesn't even make sense. Uh I got to say one big complaint I have about this movie, which is its sense of geography. Luane said it was like a video game. If that were a video game, I'd be going, where the fuck am I? I thought I had to go to this other door and through this other level to go down a staircase, to go down an elevator. But I have to go down to get another elevator that takes me up. But I have to go get the key to get that. Right. Where's my map button? They do a, They do try to introduce the idea of the geography. They have a map. They explain that there's different levels. The lower one, which is called Sahara, because guess what? The closer you get to the core of the Earth, the hotter it gets. So it's called Sahara. You can't survive in it without special gear. But all of these characters seem lost. People 
show up at places. You don't know how they got there. You don't know where they're going. It's like, we have to take the stairs, but we can't take the stairs. We have to take the elevator. You're in the elevator. So you have to go to a different elevator? <laughs> I was very confused. Me too. I rewound this a lot <laughs> and thinking that I screwed up. Like, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. But I'm convinced that there's some gaps in logic here. I made the mistake of watching a science fiction movie about something I actually know about. And that's mm-hmm. always a recipe for death. Mm-hmm. What do you know about? Um, G- give us a lowdown, Matt. Just like, just like temperature, like I used to, I used to do borehole telemetry for a living. Shit. And like, and like, if you're, if you're drilling six miles, you do not make a 10 foot wide elevator shaft so that everybody can have a chair. (laughs) Like, like, it's, it's, uh, you're working with pressure, basically the same type of pressure you're working with underwater. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's extremely implausible, but that's neither here nor there. No, it is it's there, a, and it's here, and it's it very like relatable it, to this movie, like science-wise. You know, it's a space creature-based story. It's among us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I value your insights on this because I kind of thought this doesn't make any sense, but I would forgive them that for just like okay, for the language of film, you got to have all these characters in an elevator. I get that you can kind of cheat on the scale of it. The thing you can't cheat on is where the fucking elevator is, which seems to change on a dime. (laughs) At one point, Anya like falls down a hole and I get the sense that she has like a flashback when she makes impact. You know, she kind of goes into a dream state because she's uh, disoriented or whatever. Tripping. And yet she turns around and she's there's a door with a guy already there. I'm like, wait, where where did you drop down to? And how did you drop down to the one place where there was already a guy there waiting to open the door? Throughout, she's flashing back to an earlier incident that didn't need to be there. That just adds time to the story that she, um, I, I think she killed some people trying to find a vaccine for something, has trauma from it. It establishes that she'll cut corners on science stuff. Right. Okay, great. We got that in the opening. We don't need to keep coming back to this. I mean, earlier, Lewayne was talking about Sputnik, which is... Uh, Another horror film from Russia that came out, I think, either early this year or late last year. And I, it was a pleasant surprise. But it also involves a female Russian scientist who has a questionable background. She has some unorthodox techniques. She's contacted by a, a military uh, officer who says, look, I can clear the slate for you, give you a brand new start. I just need you to come over to this top secret base in the middle of nowhere because we have a a patient with a contagion and we need you to understand it and explain to us what's going on and of course the military really just wants to weaponize it because they always do and it all takes place at the tail end of the soviet era Uh, so maybe there's a theme going on there that movie was fantastic This movie's playing with some of the same themes, but by giving her this tortured backstory, it doesn't make her more compelling. It just adds time to the story, and it's just never really developed. It's like, so what's the point of her having this background if she never addresses it? Yeah, um, they probably give her the questionable moral background so that you don't know exactly if she's going to do the right thing or not. Like... Is she going to quarantine them off? I mean, there's like a point in there where she's like, no, don't open the door. You know, it'll get everywhere. And then on a dime, she just changes her mind. So it's just she's kind of a bit of a, uh, I don't know what you call it, chaotic neutral. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think that was just a place there in your mind, doubt on whether she's like a good person. Yeah, I mean, fair. But she is the person that we are spending the most of the time with. It's largely told through her eyes. Sure. I think we've all established that there are things that happen in this movie that none of us completely understand. We don't know how some people got from point A to point B. There's some weird editing things. It feels like there's bits that are missing, which is strange to me because this movie is almost two hours long. You had plenty of time to tell this story, uh, unless there's like some three-hour cut where it all makes sense. At some point, they finally get to the lower levels because her colonel uh, military guy who's decided to come along with her is like, we got to go down, we got to get samples, doesn't matter. Soviets need some weapon that will establish our dominance because the country's in shambles. We can't take a risk. If something happens, we need to have a, a way to maintain military supremacy across the region. So, of course, let's go take this biological weapon because, hey, you know, so long as we have it, everything will be fine. Go wrong? Naturally, that's not what happens. It affects everybody. And I don't think this is a big spoiler. Maybe it is. Uh, there are some things living down there that have been held back by the permafrost for thousands of years. That does not sound familiar. Uh, millions of years. And if you're starting to think, oh, The Thing? Yeah. This is John Carpenter's The Thing crossed with The Last of Us. You've got this horrible fungal thing that's just going to take over your body and replicate and destroy every living thing in its path. Well, and we have at this at this point, like I think The Last of Us, with two games and an impending movie, has put the nail in reusing the Cordyceps zombie. Like it's good. It's we've done it. Uh, one thing that really struck me about this is there's no reason for it to be a period piece. Whereas, like again, you contrast it with Sputnik, and you see like the the aesthetics of the space race and late Khrushchev era brutalism and stuff like define the movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, like it had that look and feel like, um, um, what's the, uh, the Queen's Gambit where she goes to Russia and they really showcase the Russian architecture and draw mood from it and stuff. The only reason this is set in the eighties is so they don't have phones. <laughs> like there's no, there's no reason this couldn't be happening. Like, like Vladimir Putin could be making them do this right now and they could have saved themselves a bunch of production headaches. I think by putting their story in the Soviet era, these filmmakers are kind of bypassing the current administration. They go, well, shit was fucked up then. We don't do that now. I, I, I think part of the problem why they wouldn't make it a contemporary story is because you probably don't want to say, yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing Vladimir Putin would send us to do. <laughs> it, it may also just be because this is based on loosely a a real event and a real location mm -hmm. that ended wink, wink. within that time frame you know so they're almost doing the well this is why the project ended um but i also think it, it's super convenient when it comes to the just the the nature of of the technology like you put the technological restraint like you were talking about on it so that they can't go beyond AK-47s and old Geiger counters and old radios and stuff. You know, there's no, there's no magic tech device they'll be able to use to save them. It's, it's them and the mold fungus creature things. I don't know. It, it just doesn't work. I mean, the the borehole actually closed down in 1998. They started oh, it in '65, okay. 
basically, they broke ground in 65. It ended in 98. They put a cap on it. They literally just sealed off the hole. They're like, we're never going down there again. And part of it was because the further they went, the hotter it got. And they're like, we just can't continue digging. Everything's melting on us. It's just an unsafe environment. Imagine that. You go to uh, 12 kilometers below the uh, the Earth's surface. Yeah, it's not a good environment to do any kind of actual work. Uh, but yeah, they could have done this in the late 90s. It would have still worked. I was hoping someone would quote Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they delve too deep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a cave fungus. Oh, damn it. It's not the ball wrong? <laughs> Yeah, let, let, let's talk about some of the good things about this. I know we've kind of been ragging on it. I was struggling with this. The reason I went back and rewatched bits, I was like, I really wanted to like it. I said, all of this confusion must be on me. I, I'm tired. I'm distracted. Maybe I just fucked up and was not doing a good job uh, watching it. Because when the stuff happens that works, it really works. I think these... It's got great atmosphere. I think it's good cinematography. I think the performances are good. I think some of the sequences are well-directed. I think the practical effects are really good. Uh, these are some really gross, uh, well-realized creatures on what must have been a relatively modest budget, but holds its own against any sort of 80s creature feature that involves horrible, mutating things happening. And I thought, well, this is really good. But then this part sucks. Why does this suck when this part next to it is so good? But after a second viewing, I was like, yeah, I can't ignore the weaknesses of this movie. I had the same problem where I had to back it up several times and like double check what I was doing. Like I I, I actually thought I had nodded off at a couple points and I backed it up. I'm like, no, no, I didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there's a high likelihood that some of the blame for that is on the localization team because this has a bad dub. Yes. Like a, like a circa 1994 anime dub. Yeah. And, and here's something that viewers should know. If you're listening to this, uh, this is going to be out on Shudder very soon. Uh, there's a very good likelihood that you will be able to listen to the original uh, Russian language track, which I would recommend. Unfortunately, uh, Shudder sent us the English dub. Yeah. I'm glad we got something, but I would always prefer to hear the original language track. Yeah. This was at times very distracting because there's very little attempt. Some people try to do a Russian accent. Some people don't bother. Yeah. It's a mishmash of accents. And I think that sometimes some of the plot points got lost in the translation yeah. because they were just trying to match the, the mouth movements rather than the sense of what was actually being said. It's a plot point that they're not all from the same country or part of Russia. She's from another country altogether. And then the military team, I think they're like, they're like Belarusian or, or, and the scientists are Ukrainian. Like there's some kind of, and there's some kind of thing there that is completely lost by the fact that they've all been dubbed by a, like weather guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these guys sound like they could be uh, just generic stock voices in any sort of uh, military movie set in the 80s or 70s. It's like, hey, everybody, we got to get down there. You know, AK-47 fire. I'm like, these guys don't even sound Russian. They're not even trying to sound Russian. Uh, only the actress who is dubbing Anya tries to do some semblance of an accent. And that's only because there's a running gag between her and Sergei, who's one of like 
he's basically the Corporal Hicks of the movie. He's like, I'm one of the Marines, but I'm a nice guy and I want to get to know you. And he's got this running gag of, tr of trying to guess where she's from. He's like, is that an Estonian accent? Is that Yugoslavian? Uh, she's clearly speaking Russian, quote unquote, but yeah, with an accent that's different from everyone else in the group. What's your accent? It, it's a minor detail. And even on the original language track, I doubt we would have picked it up not being speakers of Russian. But it's just kind of really distracting. The 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 very American uh, sounding soldiers pulled me out of the movie more than once. Well, and I, I think it matters because the soldiers in the civvies fight. It could just be conflicting orders, I guess. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but like it felt like there was supposed to be something there and it was lost on me. And I, I really, I really try to like, you know, especially when it's uh, a foreign movie, I try to like put all my flat devices down and stare at it like my parents would want, you know, and <laughs> I still don't think I got all of it. You know, I think, I think things were missed. Um, I will say the end reveal and, and the last, um, cause, cause like basically right when you've written this off as a fairly conventional horror antagonist. You get some really good kind of body horror and kind of a almost Lovecraftian reveal. And that stuff pretty much worked, except there's some, there's some like, why do you take your helmet off? Why don't you just do it the smart way kind of stuff going on? Yes. Thank you. So many times where I'm like, what are you doing? And she has like cuts on the side of her face at some point from some glass and she doesn't put bandages on it when there are known contagions mm -hmm. floating around in the flipping air. Sorry. Anyways, there's a lot of things about this that I had issues with being stuck inside for a year in a pandemic where we have to have good mask policies. And then her being an epidemiologist, she should know better and just anyways, I feels. Yeah, there's also a lot of sequences where I know they're just trying to be dramatic. But it's like, your actor, your character should be really trying to get through this quickly, but they're dramatically acting in a very slow way. Uh, there's a moment where a character has to cross one of these impossible, almost like a Star Wars type uh, bridge, only it has handrails, so it really doesn't fit into the Star Wars universe because of the minimal handrail safety. No hands. But she's like, I get that it's hot. I get that you don't have proper gear. Shouldn't you be trying to really run across that bridge? Why are you dragging this scene out and looking like you're fighting your way through like jello? It's like, move, hurry up. She was looking for that key card that she finds in the guy's hand. But she should have just run over to him and looked at his hand then. There, there's some really weird pacing issues in this movie. Like I said, it's frustrating because at times... When it's good, it's really good. And then there's moments where I'm like, this is ridiculous. The creature design is really good. Absolutely. Some of the some of the early fun in games, like the um the first patient they run into is really creepy. Oh that yeah. Great. Yeah, when they focus on the body horror on anything involving practical effects or transformations or gore, this movie brings it. Although I did notice uh, some of the some of the post work on that was really unfinished and the like like some of it was better integrated than others. And you could tell maybe, maybe they had a practical technique that didn't look great still, but didn't move very well or had some, some armatures underneath it that were hard to operate. But uh, I mean, it was like, if, if you're into the kind of movie, like if you liked Harbinger down, which was another one that was just an excuse to have a, have a, it was a thing rip off 
that had an ex- just an excuse to have practical effects. No, don't think about it too hard. It's that kind of movie. On the, on that level, it's very effective and it's pretty creepy. It just has like um, I've I've taken to calling it the Avatar effect, where like it's fine while you're looking at it, but then you go, that was dumb. Yeah. Like when you're on your way back to your car, you're like, wait a minute, that was just Fern Gully. <laughs> <laughs> I've been flim flammed. Yeah, dances with wolves with Pocahontas in Fern Gully. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Pocahontas and Ferngully. This is just the thing in Resident Evil with the spores from Last of Us. With the same protagonist from Sputnik, only much dumber and less interesting. Let's go ahead and start rolling into our final thoughts. Matt, kick it off, please. I give it credit for trying to be genuinely creepy. Uh, The logline is very good. Like the idea of like, here's this this geological accident that we we did something we weren't meant to do it's a classic setup the lead is very effective even even dubbed i bought most of her emoting and such the other guys are really bad like stock military dudes it's like the crew of aliens but everybody's hudson except the one good guy (laughs) kind of like the politics aren't clear there's the guy that wants to strand them down there and the other guy that seems like he's good, but then he's not. And then they they kind of switch roles. And it's just kind of a junked up script that they could have just gone through, combined a couple people, dropped a couple people. I'm going to give this movie seven three-minute scenes that could have been cut, which would make it a nice 95-minute movie. I'm so confused by this rating. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> seven out of ten three-minute scenes that could have been cut. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I liked a lot of it, but I felt like there's a much stronger cut. It might have made less sense, but it would have flowed a lot better. Luane, give us your final thoughts, please. God damn it. I wanted to like this movie. This is my kind of thing. Like, I can tell you all of the things this borrowed from because I've seen all of them and I loved all of them. And I wanted this to be another of those things and it just didn't make it. I'm going to take another shot at this when it's released and I can watch it in Russian with the subtitles and see if that helps. I don't think it will enough. I don't know. Go watch The Thing or early seasons of The X-Files or... Or Sputnik. Or Sputnik. Please, yeah, go watch Sputnik. That one's actually a really good Russian horror movie. In the end, this is... I don't know. It's fine, I guess. It's two out of five Resident Evil games I could have been playing instead. Tessa, what are your final thoughts? I like Luane really wanted to enjoy this. I'm a big fan of sci-fi and horror and female-led uh, action films. So that was kind of a it was kind of a bummer. Be a little let down uh, on the scripting, plotting, you know, editing aspect of this. The practical effects, like we were saying, were awesome. Uh, the creatures were cool. And yeah, like Matt said, some of them were composited a little weird. I really wanted to like it too. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to give it five out of ten fungal pimples. I really shouldn't pop, but I'm probably going to anyway. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement. I think all of us were rooting for this movie. At some point, we thought, this is our jam. And then at some point, we realized, no, it's not. (laughs) It steals from the best, but it doesn't always utilize that material in a good, fresh kind of way. There's a lot of moments here that work. There's a lot more moments that don't. It's a testament to how well some of this movie is made, 
that I actually rewound a couple times. I'm like, I must be wrong here. There's no way it's this fucked up because what just happened was really good. So if I'm not getting something, it's on me. But sure enough, I rewound it and I was like, no, this still doesn't make any sense. The fact of the matter is it's a movie that has some really strong moments that work, but a whole lot of moments that drag the rest of it down. Is it worth a watch? Sure. Watch it once. Uh, this is not going to be a classic that people are going to come back to over and over again. Not like, say, all the other things that it ripped off. I have to give this five out of ten times. I've been sitting next to some guy at a bar who's boring me with a horrible story, and then he starts sneaking in some racist bullshit, and I just want to say, you know what, dude? You're a real fucking borehole. That's my new curse word. If I call you a borehole, know that you are the lowest of the low. God damn it, we need a closing. She's super deep, super deep. She's super deep, eh? Wow. Sorry, one. And we're flagged. <laughs> God damn it, Tessa. Don't you know we don't have that kind of money to pay Rick James? <laughs> Shit. Chris Cox is tomorrow is going to get a phone call going, I'm Rick James, bitch. No, you're not. He's dead. Uh, Mr. James is quite dead. <laughs> I'm the estate of Rick James, bitch. You owe me money.